Hello, everybody. Hey. I, yeah, I wasn't talking to you, Chip, but yes, hi. Okay, good. Uh, it's a new day. It's day one... 65. 65, yeah. Feels like only two days ago it was 163. Yeah, hey, good job. Way to stick to it, stay at it. If you're brand new at this, um, good job. Where some of you, uh, you just caught up, and welcome That's awesome. to this day. You know, I was thinking about this. The people that are saying, I've never made it this far, I've never made it this far. Every day is a new record. Oh, yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Keep that going. Every Keep day yeah. is a new record. New and record. when we get to December 31st and you're at 365, yeah. the next day is 366. Oh. It's not day one. Keep yeah. it going. Okay. You can do this the rest of your life. Yeah. Stick with the Word of God every single day. Good Incredible. Idea. We're super proud of you guys. Yeah, very good. It's awesome. So today we're going to continue reading both the narrative and then we're going to jump back to the Psalms and try something different. We'll talk about that when we get there. But Second Chronicles... Chapter 6, so we just, uh, wait, no, it can't be that. Yes, it is that. Okay, it cool. Is, yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, so this is, yesterday we read the prayer of dedication. We're going to yeah. get back to the prayer of dedication. Yeah. That's, what, that's what threw me off. Yeah. Okay, Solomon praises the Lord, Second Chronicles chapter 6. Then Solomon prayed, O Lord, you have said that you would live in a thick cloud of darkness. Now I have built a glorious temple for you, a place where you can live forever. Then the king turned around to the entire community of Israel standing before him and gave this blessing. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who has kept the promise he made to my father David. For he told my father, from the day I brought my people out of the land of Egypt, I have never chosen a city among any of the tribes of Israel as a place where a temple should be built to honor my name. Nor have I chosen a king to lead my people Israel. But now I have chosen Jerusalem as a place for my name to be honored. And I have chosen David to be king over my people Israel. Then Solomon said, My father David wanted to build this temple to honor the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord told him, You wanted to build the temple to honor my name. Your intention is good, but you are not the one to do it. One of your own sons will build the temple to honor me. And now the Lord has fulfilled the promise that he's made. I have become king in my father's place, and now I sit on the throne of Israel, just as the Lord promised. I built this temple to honor the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. There I have placed the ark, which contains the covenant that the Lord made with the people of Israel. Solomon's Prayer of Dedication. Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in front of the entire community of Israel. He lifted his hands in prayer. Now Solomon had made a bronze platform seven and a half feet long, seven and a half feet wide, and four and a half feet high, and placed it at the center of the temple's outer courtyard. He stood on the platform, and then he knelt in front of the entire community of Israel and lifted his hands toward heaven. He prayed, O Lord God of Israel, there is no God like you in all the heaven and earth. You keep your covenant and show unfailing love to all who walk before you in wholehearted devotion. You've kept your promise to your servant David, my father. You made that promise with your own mouth and with your own hands, and you fulfilled it today. And now, O Lord, God of Israel, carry out the additional promise you made to your servant David, my father. For you said to him, If your descendants guard their behavior and faithfully follow my law as you have done, one of them will always sit on the throne of Israel. Now, O Lord, God of Israel, fulfill this promise to your servant David. But will God really live on earth among the people? Why even the highest heavens cannot contain you? How much less this temple I have built? Nevertheless, listen to my prayer and my plea, O Lord my God. Hear the cry and the prayer that your servant is making to you. May you watch over the temple day and night, this place where you have said that you would put your name. May you always hear the prayers I make toward this place. May you hear the humble and earnest request from me and your people Israel when we pray toward this place. Yes, hear us from heaven where you live, and when you hear 
forgive. If someone wrongs another person and is required to take an oath of innocence in front of your altar at this temple, then hear from heaven and judge between your servants, the accuser and the accused. Pay back the guilty as they deserve. Acquit the innocents because of their innocence. If your people Israel are defeated by their enemies because they've sinned against you, and if they turn back and acknowledge your name and pray to hear, pray to you here in this temple, then... Hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your people, Israel, and return to them this land you gave to them and to their ancestors. If the skies are shut up and there's no rain because your people have sinned against you, and if they pray toward this temple and acknowledge your name and turn from their sins because you have punished them, then hear from heaven and forgive the sins of your servants, your people, Israel. Teach them to follow the right path and send rain on your land that you have given to your people as their special possession. If there's a famine in the land or a plague or a crop disease or attacks of locusts or caterpillars, or if your people's enemies are in the land besieging their towns, whatever disaster or disease there is, and if your people Israel pray about their troubles or sorrow, raising their hands toward this temple, then hear from heaven where you live and forgive. Give your people what their actions deserve, for you alone know each human heart. For they'll fear you and walk in your ways as long as they live in the land that you gave to your ancestors. In the future, foreigners who do not belong to your people Israel will hear of you. They will come from distant lands when they hear of your great name and your strong hand and your powerful arm. And when they pray toward this temple, then hear from heaven where you live and grant what they ask of you. In this way, all the people of earth will come to know and fear you just as your own people Israel do. They too will know that this temple I have built honors your name. If your people go out where you send them to fight their enemies, and if they pray to you by turning toward the city you've chosen and toward this temple that I have built to honor your name, then hear their prayers from heaven and uphold their cause. If they sin against you, and who has never sinned, you might become angry with them and let their enemies conquer them and take them captive to a foreign land far away or near. But in that land of exile, they might turn to you in repentance and pray, We have sinned, done evil, and acted wickedly. If they turn to you with their whole heart and soul in the land of their captivity and pray toward the land you gave their ancestors, toward this city you've chosen, toward this temple I've built to honor your name, then hear their prayers and their petitions from heaven where you live and uphold their cause. Forgive your people who have sinned against you. O oh my God, may your eyes be open and your ears attentive to all the prayers made to you in this place. And now arise, O Lord God, and enter your resting place, along with the ark, the symbol of your power. May your priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation. May your loyal servants rejoice in your goodness. O Lord God, do not reject the king you have anointed. Remember your unfailing love for your servant David. Second Chronicles chapter 7, the dedication of the temple. When Solomon finished praying, fire flashed down from heaven and burned up the burnt offerings and the sacrifices, and the glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple. The priests could not enter the temple of the Lord because the glorious presence of the Lord filled it. When all the people of Israel saw the fire coming down and the glorious presence of the Lord filling the temple, they fell face down on the ground and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices to the Lord. King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 cattle and 120,000 sheep and goats. And so the king and all the people dedicated the temple of God. The priests took their assigned positions, and so did the Levites, who were singing, His faithful love endures forever. They accompanied the singing with music from the instruments King David had made for, the, for praising the Lord. Across from the Levites, the priests blew the trumpets, and while, while all Israel stood... Solomon then consecrated the central area of the courtyard in front of the Lord's temple. He offered burnt offerings and the fat of peace offerings there. Because the bronze altar he had built could not hold all the burnt offerings, grain offerings, and the sacrificial fat. 
For the next seven days, Solomon and all Israel celebrated the Festival of Shelters. A large congregation had gathered from as far away as Lebo Hamath in the north and the brook of Egypt in the south. On the eighth day, they had a closing ceremony, for they had celebrated the dedication of the altar for seven days and the Festival of Shelter for seven days. Then, at the end of the celebration, Solomon sent the people home. They were all joyful and glad because the Lord had been so good to David and to Solomon and to his people. The Lord's uh, response to Solomon. So Solomon finished the temple of the Lord, as well as a royal palace. He completed everything that he had planned to do in the construction of the temple and the palace. Then one night, the Lord appeared to Solomon and said, I have heard your prayer and have chosen the temple as the place for making sacrifices. At times, I might shut up the heavens so that no rain falls or command grasshoppers to devour your crops or send plagues among you. Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and restore their land. My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. For I have chosen this temple and set it apart to be holy, a place where where my name will be honored honored forever, and I will always watch over it, for it is dear to my heart. As for you, if you faithfully follow me, as David your father did, obeying all my commands, decrees, and regulations, then I will establish the throne of your dynasty. For I made this covenant with your father, David, when I said, one of your descendants will always rule over Israel. But if you or your descendants abandon me and disobey the decrees and commands I have given you, and if you serve and worship other gods, then I will uproot the people from this land that I have given them. I will reject this temple and make... that I have made holy to honor my name. I will make it an object of mockery and ridicule among the nations. And though this temple is impressive now, all who pass by it will be appalled. They will ask, why did the Lord do such terrible things to this land and to this temple? And the answer will be, because his people abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors, who brought them out of Egypt. And they worshiped other gods instead and bowed down to them. That is why he's brought all these disasters on them. Hmm. It's almost like the temple is for the people and not just for the Lord who doesn't need it. Yeah. Interesting context on a verse that gets taken out of context very frequently. Second Chronicles 7.14. Okay, we're going to move on. Yeah. Yeah. To Psalm. Yes. So we got something different to do today. Uh, so this is a call and answer psalm. So we thought it might be kind of fun for us to read it and for you to give the response at home, not here. Yeah. You don't have to come here to do it. Um, and so this is, uh, we just heard this phrase twice in our reading. His faithful love endures forever. This is what the Israelites were chanting at the dedication of the temple. And so, so we'll, we'll read one and then we'll give you a pause yeah. for you at home or in your car or wherever, yeah, at the gym. For a walk, in the gym. Yeah, out loud in the gym. Yeah, but or but do this. But do this. Don't be the person that's just sitting there alone who refuses to do it. Do it. There's the something powerful about in it. In Walmart, wherever yeah, you're at. Wherever. Uh, and if you're not in a place where you can do this now, do it later. Um, it, uh, do there it is, now. There's, yeah, whatever. Uh, you know, okay. there's something powerful about this. So let's do it. Well, the statement that you need to repeat is, his yes. faithful love endures forever. So... Yeah, so I'll do, I'll do a couple of those, and then I'll stop doing them, and then yeah. So give you a pace for it. Yeah, good. Okay. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His faithful love endures forever. 
Give thanks to him who alone does mighty miracles. Give thanks to him who made the heavens so skillfully. Give thanks to him who placed the earth among the waters. Give thanks to him who made the heavenly lights. The sun to rule the day and the moon and stars to rule the night. Give thanks to him who killed the firstborn of Egypt. He brought Israel out of Egypt. He acted with a strong hand and powerful arm. Give thanks to him who parted the Red Sea. He led Israel safely through, but he hurled Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. Give thanks to him who led his people through the wilderness. Give thanks to him who struck down mighty kings. He killed powerful kings. Sihon, king of the Amorites. And Og, king of Bashan. God gave the land of these kings as an inheritance. A special possession to his servant Israel. He remembered us in our weakness. He saved us from our enemies. He gives food to every living thing. Give thanks to the God of heaven. Altogether, his, his faithful, faithful love endures forever. Cool. Cool. I hope that was a powerful practice for you to think about that. That's good. You know, I've heard people really come down on repetition, and I understand why. You know, it's 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 rep, it's rote, it's mm-hmm. it's tradition. It doesn't mean anything after time, and and I get that that could be true, but there's some power in repetition. You know, if you're into it and it's meaning something to you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's in scripture now. Vain repetition, mm-hmm. which Jesus prescribes against. Yeah, you know that's different. So, yeah. Okay, well, we answered two questions here. The questions are, so what? So an application piece, and where's yeah. Jesus? So we keep it Christ-centered. So, Chip, what, what application are you getting from this text today? Yeah, so I thought about, you know, to the prayer back in Second Chronicles chapter 6, and he talks about um, that, uh, you know, God's, God's promise, uh, what he had done, and he says you made that promise with your own mouth, with your own hands, and you fulfilled it today. And, and I just circle promise and fulfilled because that's what God does. He makes a promise all throughout Scripture, and he fulfills that promise. Mm-hmm. He keeps his promises. He's a God that keeps his promises. He fulfills his promises. And and that's encouraging. It yeah. really is because, yes. again, we live in an age, and this has always been like this, but we're seeing it now more than ever, a lot of promises that are not fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And i, I, I got to just be honest, Eric. When someone makes a promise other than God— <laughs> I really question it. Sure. I do. And it's yeah. cynical of me at times, but it's just, you know, stop talking, stop promising and get things done. And that's what sets God apart from everyone, everything else. He talks and he gets it done. Yep. He did it. Even the tough ones, the diff- his own son, you know, and gave up his own son for us and, and fulfilled that promise to provide that for us. And so I think the application here is God keeps his promises and the application for us, how does that apply to me? Well, 
A couple things. Number one, because he does, we rely upon him even more Mm -hmm. because he's faithful even though we're faithless. And number two, we should keep our promises. We should be promise keepers. We should tell the truth and do what we say and not just talk and do nothing, but we talk and we do something because God talked and he did something. Mm -hmm. And that's the takeaway today. I love that. Um, I often will tell people who are going through a hard time, God wants us to to hold him accountable on his promises. He wants us to do that. True, yeah. You know, and we see Solomon doing that here. And this is where Jesus is too. Solomon saying, remember the promises you made. Remember the promise to Moses that you made. Remember the promise to David that you made. And so when we're going through hard times, there are promises that we can remember too. I will never leave you or forsake you. Um, You know, um, how about you'll face trials and tribulations in this world, but don't worry, I've overcome the world. Like these are promises. God wants us to hold him to those promises because yeah. that's his character. Yeah. Right. So, and he won't fail at his promises. And so that's where I see Jesus in this too. You know, you look at Solomon has all this hope based on this kingship that God promised to the descendants of David. We have hope based on that kingship, yeah. that same kingship. We Look around, and we should be absolutely appalled by basically every world leader at this point. We should be appalled by all of them. Yeah. None of them. We shouldn't be surprised, no. but we should be appalled at yeah. every world leader. We look around, and all of them, all of them mm-hmm. are doing wrong constantly. Mm-hmm. And so we should be appalled. But can't we say, God, remember your promise to your servant David that one of his descendants would be on the throne forever. And then to quote the New Testament, even so, come Lord Jesus. And so we rest on that promise even now, even in these days, far removed from Israel. And uh, we wait for the the presence of the coming king who uh, will make all things right. He will. So that's where I see Jesus in this text. Very good. Okay, guys. Hey, that was a good one. Have a great day. And don't forget that his faithful love, it endures forever. Amen.